You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. to a new segment that we just came up with not too long ago called Disney Plus More, where a bunch of us over here at Pop Culture Fanatics talk about everything that's going on in the world of Disney Plus, whether it's on the big screen that makes its way eventually to the streaming service or the originals that are on Disney Plus at the moment in time. It's your boy Val Cisco, Lucha Val Cisco for all those pro wrestling maniacs out there. And today we're going to deep dive literally into the world of Luca, Pixar's latest animation film. I'm very excited to talk about this because there are a lot of people that are divided with this movie. On one hand, it's a subpar film in the line of Pixar movies that we're very familiar with when it comes to Coco or Big Hero 6, on and on and on from there. But at the end of the day too, it has a great message. There's a hidden message in this movie, whether people want to believe it or not, whether the director admits it or not, there is a beautiful message in this movie, and I feel like not enough people are talking about it. But we're going to talk about it today, we're going to have some fun with it in a short little review. These are not facts, guys, these are just my opinions and my thoughts about the movie altogether, alright? So, let's get into the thick of things. Enrico Cas- uh, Casarosa was the director of this film, um, taking inspiration from his childhood and his childhood memories growing up in Italy on the coastline. Uh, this movie focuses directly on a young sea monster named Luca. Now, whether he's a sea monster, a merman, or a siren, that's up to your interpretation, but it definitely focuses on the Italian folklore of sea monsters. I love the plot of this movie as it's about two young boys growing up together and just trying to understand themselves and the world around them as well too. Um, whether it's disobeying parents, whether it's trying to get out of trouble or get into trouble to try to figure out who they are on the inside, I just think this is a phenomenal movie when it comes to the message of young boys growing up and girls as well too great characters in this movie. I love it a lot. Um, let's start off with some characters. Jacob Tremblay plays Luca, a 13-year-old sea monster, curious about the world above the sea. He lives in the waters next to the Italian coast in a farm where he herds goatfish with his parents. See, there's a lot of um, stereotypical moments that you see in these movies, as Pixar does sometimes, as Disney does sometimes as well too. Uh, does it lean hard on the stereotypes? Yeah, yeah, in, in, in some ways a mocking way, which I could see the criticism right there, but it is lighthearted, and you're looking at this from a young boy's perspective, so I can understand that altogether. Um, so yeah, Jacob Tremblay, um, 
phenomenal, phenomenal voice actor in this movie. You've seen him in other movies as well, too. Uh, I believe, um, what was it, Good Boys was the last movie that he was in that was just crazy and phenomenal. If you haven't seen that movie, check it out. But he definitely captures the innocence of a young boy that desperately just wants to break the chains uh, of uh, what his parents are, are, are putting on him. Um, and any boy or girl or child could relate to that. Just that, that age of being 13, 14, 15 and wanting to just explore the world. I love that. Fantastic. And as a father, I see that with my kids as well too. So I could easily relate to that feeling right then and there. Um, you do get Little Mermaid vibes from this movie at first. I mean, whether it's the sea dynamic, whether it's Luca um, picking up different trinkets from the above world, um, like record players and little things like watches and whatnot. Very reminiscent of, look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? A lot of things like that. So if you, if you feel like they're attaching themselves to different movies, don't be alarmed. There's a lot of points in this movie that you see different references from either Pixar or Disney. Now, whether that's up for criticism, that's up to you guys to decide right there because you could walk into this and feel very familiar with this movie or you could just feel like, hmm, they're just buying off a lot of things. They're not really that original. That's up for you guys to decide. I absolutely love the little references right there. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, if I mispronounced his name, I do apologize, but he plays Alberto, a 14-year-old sea monster, and Luca's new best friend who's enthusiastic to explore the human world. He's a free-spirited, expressive, and sometimes even a troublemaker kind of boy, but he's all about having fun at any cost, even if it hurts himself sometimes or gets himself in trouble. And I like the duality with these two characters, these two young boys, because we have all grown up. Girl, boy, however you want to um, look at the situation where you have a friend and they might be a little too outgoing than what you're used to. And it's up to you to really lean into it or not, which is a fabulous thing about growing up. You make these different friendships, the timid friend, the uh, adventurous friend, the one that talks a lot of caca sometimes. All these friendships that you make as a child, this is what this film represents and that clash of styles um, kind of finding its center together how you know the yin and yang work um they complete each other in a way in a time of their lives where they need each other the most um uh, emma berman plays julia uh, who's an italian girl who's outcasted from her city of porto rosso and later befriends luca and alberto she's outgoing charming adventurous loves books loves learning um a little skeptical on the existence of sea monsters. Her father itself, is a, uh, himself, is a fisherman. Very big, burly man. Looks very, very intimidating as well, too, but has a soft spot for children altogether. So he was a fun character as well, too. And, of course, you have a couple of antagonists in this movie as well, too. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit right there. I kind of want to focus on Luca and, of course, Alberto. Um... I love the fact that when you see Luca first come up to the sea uh, and he sees Alberto, this like, um, you know, the sea monster collecting, you know, different trinkets to put in his little hut. Um, he's just amazed that he sees one of his kind up on the ocean and turn into a human. And I think that right there is 
is fantastic of kind of like shedding your skin in a way to kind of meet your surroundings look at the world itself you know the world kind of may not accept who i am um but i'm gonna try to put myself in 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 the shoes of everyone that's surrounding me right now to be accepted or feel accepted um young boys young girls do that all the time hell adults do that all the time you know shedding your skin of who you really are to to kind of appease the masses in a way so you see Luca fascinated with this, and as he gets out of the water as well too, he discovers that he has scales and his skin turn into, you know, human flesh, and he could be a young boy walking around, and seeing him walk around on land was pretty funny, seeing him frolic around on land, play with Alberto, doing dangerous things like running down hills, or jumping off of rocks or buildings and getting hurt, all that's just fantastic to see, because it's just kids being kids in a way without rules, without structure. Alberto, you know, gives you hints of a, of a dark past in a way where where he's saying his father's not around, but he lives in this little hut by himself and he takes full responsibility of himself. He acts like he knows the human world perfectly, whether it's the stars, whether it's he has an answer for the city or humans or different trinkets around like the radio and how it works. Um, he kind of puts this facade that he's an expert at human life um even though we as the audience know he's we're catching on to his bullshit in a way but you gotta love the dynamic between these two boys of course um it's met with a lot of tension when luca's parents discover that he's been going to the surface um it's known that the grandmother of luca has done this quite I want to say a few times already uh, and almost encourages Luca to go out there and have fun um, to his parents discretion right there um, Luca does cut out and leave after being threatened to be sent away with with his uncle um, basically flies to the surface goes with Alberto and Alberto basically convinces him to go to the big city and start a new life over there find a Vespa and the Vespa is like their their golden goose their golden egg um, once they get on a Vespa life will be clear they can travel anywhere fly anywhere be whoever they want to be and frog and play together um, and it's so innocent that something like a Vespa like a small little motorcycle a little mo motorbike can can encourage dreams outstanding dreams of grandeur and 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 life and things of that nature and just a, a, a bigger a bigger message in, in a way in their lives right am i saying that correctly possibly not oh well uh you get the drift right there um i love the Hey, what's going on everybody? It's your boy Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say? Whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine. Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. 
you can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership so right there guys like listen this is a no-brainer download anchor it's pretty fantastic i love it hell thank you anchor for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that i do uh it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place so please once again download anchor you can download it off the apple play store the the google store i don't know if you guys have blackberries out there still uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao that they reached the town the town is just very splendid i love the town it's just the aesthetic of an old riviera of italian coastlines of just shopkeepers and um you know brick floors and stone floors and um just bikes around you know it's not really a technological heavy city it's just a very homey city I think they they capture that essence, and of course, this is based on Casarosa's childhood as well too, of his hometown and how it looked, and the atmosphere and how children would play around there as well too. You know, sometimes there's nothing to do but hang out with your friends, and I think we could all relate to that right there. Just that escapism. Um, I love the introduction to Julia. I think she is fantastic. She is spunky. She 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 is that friend that usually we see boys play in in a lot of princess movies or female driven Disney movies where you have that that courageous guy that you know that will stick up for you no matter what be your best friend he doesn't have to be a love interest but he's like that that go-to guy you see that chi- uh, chicken little and movies like that as well too um, so I like the role being reversed by the girl, being like almost like the the big brother type in a way, which is kind of fun. It's kind of fun to see. Uh, you see her befriending these two outcast boys who are being picked on by the the town's bully, and you know basically having them around, learning from each other. You know them saying that they're from out of town, and that she goes to school, and she wants to teach them about what what it's like to go to school. And you get the duality right here too, which is very interesting between Luca and and Julia and Alberto. Where um, the interesting part is that we've seen Alberto teach Luca about human life, and now you're actually having a human teach Luca about everything from astronomy to science to history and things of that nature. And his eyes are opening up. They're just clear that he just wants to be more, that he sees things more. He has a vision of life even more past Alberto. And Alberto sees this and he's like, wow, like this girl is taking my friend away from me. This girl is taking the person who I'm leaning on right now for a connection away from me. And it really hits you. It really hits you. We're going to talk about the, the elephant in the room right here in, in a few, but it really hits you. Uh, of course, I'm not going to go beat by beat from the movie from right here. You guys watch it yourself, but there's a lot of back and forth that happens between the duality of humans and sea monsters as well, too. What it means to be a sea monster, what it means to be hunted down, to be exposed, what it means that if you are exposed in, fr- in front of your peers, in front of your family and friends, or just your community, um, how they could easily turn their back on you, or or they could support you. It depends. Um, let's address it right here. Uh, this movie has a huge gay allegory. It does. 
uh, the backdrop is, you know, finding your own sexuality in a way or finding who you are. And Luca and Alberto's relationship flourishes with this theme. And yeah, you know, people can look at this and say, yeah, Val, you're, fit you're fishing right now. You're really, you're, you're, you're trying to fish this. You know, you're trying to, you know, stretch the truth on this movie, but it's there. You know, those reasonings of not knowing who you are and being scared to acknowledge who you are, whether you're a child or adult, and they play on both of that, especially toward, towards the end of the movie where what does it mean to be accepted, right? Um, and they play on words as well, too. Like, it's not who you are on the outside, it's who you are on the inside. You know, um, it definitely shows a, a relationship between two boys that love each other. The jealousy between, you know, Alberto and 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 Julia are there as well, too. And you could take it as like, oh, my friend is being led away by another person. But there is a love aspect between both of these boys. And it's beautiful. Especially that final moment of two fingertips touching each other as they part ways, which almost made me tear up because right then and there, like, that's just a, you could take that as a bond of two friends leaving each other, or you could take it as a bond of a, a childhood love that will never be, but pushing somebody away so that way they can experience greatness for their life. And it, it really does pull on the heartstrings, that last bit right there. Um, spoiler alert, I'll say it right here. Um, Julia convinces Luca to go to school with him, even though he is a sea monster. And the parents and the community itself acknowledging that it's going to be a hard life. Um, trying to hide who you are, but be yourself and people will accept you. And you have this boy who's been desperately looking to leave desperately been looking to find an excuse to get away from the world to explore the world he leaves on this journey on this train and he leaves his friend who who who, who has accepted him since day one and who has loved him since day one and has to part ways because he knows that Luca needs this, that he needs to explore, that he needs to find his dream. And it's just, it's a sad situation that anybody can relate to. So yeah, yeah, I'll be the first one to say this is one of, this is probably the gayest movie for Pixar, and I love it for that. And it's a brave movie. It speaks volumes. It's fantastic. It's 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 a brave movie. I can say that enough. I think this is a great movie for teenagers that are in that that are in that uncertainty phase of their life to figure that figure out themselves. This is a great movie for them to look at and say, "Wow, I go through this on a daily basis." You know, hiding yourself. I'm a people look at me as a monster. You look at that right now these days. Yes, you're looking at very much a supporting line from everyone in, in the world for Pride Month. I get it. But, you know, a lot of it could be just a different ploy for capitalism. Look at DC and Marvel and other companies like Google. A lot of it doesn't feel genuine. It just feels like they're part of a movement rather than being genuine and being accepting. Now, if you want to criticize me for that comment right there, go ahead. I just feel those are my feelings right there. It's not fact. I just feel like if you were supporting a type of community, you should have been supporting them years ago instead of now where everything is nice because you're making a rainbow logo. It just doesn't fly with me. Um, but 
um, regardless of that, I feel like this movie alone is just a beautiful movie. It, it, it symbolizes the love of two boys. It symbolizes a strong female character and overcoming nonsense and hate and ridicule. Um, it takes from other movies. The animation could be a little sloppy at times. It's not Pixar's strongest movie when it comes to animation. The water is a little weird. I've seen better water animation than Finding Nemo or even Finding Dory. Um, I feel like some of the references to Italian culture may, um, may be too hidden in ways like uh, I feel like you really need to like do some research to find out some of the Italian songs that are in this movie you're like oh, okay that's what they're referring to which is cool if you want to do some research but I feel like you, there could have been I don't know maybe some easier easier ways to explore Italian culture in a way whether it's music food things of that nature um, I feel like the villain could have been a little more a little more, I wouldn't say hateful, but I just, I want to say cliche. I wanted something a little bit different. And maybe even something that, 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 that hits home to Italian culture as well, too. You know, great, he's a, he's a triathlon um, winner. Fantastic. But I feel like, you know, there could have been something a little bit more deeper that you could have sunk your teeth into. Um, whether even a fisherman would have been fantastic because that would have worked out for the sea monster aspect. I do feel like the sea monster aspect of this movie does have a lull. I feel like there's a lot that you could have explored with Luca inside the water and their culture or whatnot. Um, but we do focus on the boy of it all, and which is fun. Like I said, the the love and the adulation. That these two young boys have for each other is there but i would love to see more of the sea monster lifestyle just a tad bit more but then again we could be getting into little mermaid territory so who knows right there all in all is it a perfect film no is it one of pixar's best films i wouldn't say that as well too but it is one of pixar's most important films that's not getting talked about enough i feel like this movie has a special place in my heart because it's so brave and it talks about situations that a lot of people are still afraid to talk about. Like, you got some sense of that in Onward, where you had, you know, just like gay couples in this movie, in that movie. Um, but I feel like you need to stretch it a tad bit more and give a certain demographic that, that, that shine, that light, that rainbow, <laughs> that, you know, that love that deserved in this movie encapsulates that altogether. That's my opinion on it. I know the director states that this is part of his childhood, that there really isn't a gay tendency in this movie whatsoever. It's just two boys, platonically loving each other as young boys. And you could take it that way as well, too. But you really have to look at the subtext. The subtext is there. And when we're looking at this director's past movies as well, too, he has a lot of gay subtexts in his movies. Which, hey, maybe he's not ready to say certain things maybe this is his way of saying a message without saying the message you know i understand that there's still a stigma with that in this world so i encourage you guys to go watch luca it's a fun movie it plays around with a lot of different themes it's a beautiful movie at some point uh points the italian culture it runs through in this even though it's very stereotypical it's a fun movie and hopefully you guys enjoy it and that's my review right there of luca guys I'm Val Cisco. Hopefully you like this segment of Disney Plus more. We're going to be doing some more episodes, whether it's me, Jay Rance, for Loki, or whether it's um, 
me and Jacob as well too maybe talking about past Disney movies and going down the line of Pixar or classic Disney movies or shows we're going to deep dive into this um, you guys can find Pop Culture Fanatics Disney Plus More on Instagram at PCF Podcast you can find it on Facebook at Pop Culture Fanatics and Twitter at PCF Podcast as well too Pop Culture Fanatics is on all podcast platforms outside right now so if you're looking at Spotify, Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts, we are up there everywhere please subscribe, rate, review all that jazz if you guys did not agree with any of my comments whatsoever you feel like I was a little harsh on certain things or did not elaborate enough let me know, hit the comments up rock and roll as always take care take care of each other as well too guys anyways take care